Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you for tuning in, for taking time out of your day, and just bringing this episode along with you wherever you're at in all the ways that we consume and dive into podcasts. There are a handful of people in this world that I trust with out hesitation, without thinking. And my guest today, Kat, is most definitely in the very, very top of that list. Kat and I have known one another for a handful of years now, and it's just been one of those I share in the very beginning of the episode. It's been one of those connections that you make in life where it just feels very familiar and very much of, hmm, yeah, we've walked together before. I recognize you somehow. I know you. You're important. And it's a really beautiful space for me. I'll speak for myself in that. I would assume Kat believes the same as well. But as we get to lean on one another, we get to support one another, we get to have this balance of friendship that is a true give and take, support, laughter. She sees me in the ups, in the downs, in the absurdity of life and is just there for all of it. One of the reasons that I'm so drawn to Kat and just really intrigued by her are her abilities that I've witnessed from very early on in meeting her, but her uh, the these abilities that they have, these gifts that she has to understand energy and read people's energy and feel people and get a sense and have a really good understanding of what that means and how to actually follow that and truly a a, a guide and a mentor for me in deepening my practice with intuition, deepening my practice and connecting back into self. And that's really what we spend a lot of the time talking about in today's episode is what And how does intuition show up? Where and how have we separated a little bit from that? Where and how can we take very, very, very simple and small actions regularly or daily to begin to repair and rebuild that foundation? And at the very end, we talk a lot about how this is a very base uh, um this gets to be a foundation for so many of the other things that Kat and I see in the souls that we get to hold Kat is a Reiki practitioner it's one of the many many things that she is it makes up her being but as that and in that space really thinking about when when each individual begins to repair their relationship with self come back into self begin to trust their intuitive 
knowing their intuitive flow, how that opens us up for these other things that we desperately crave. It opens us up for love and connection. It opens us up for safe boundaries. It opens us up to speak our truth, to have clarity. There's so much that comes in that. And the way that cat speaks into that is just it's really digestible and it's really easy to understand. So I hope that this episode drops in whatever little nugget that you are most needing today, as I always trust that it does. And open up your ears and your hearts and soak in the wisdom that is cat. I don't know that I'll be able to, nor emotionally or fully express this beam of light that you have been in my life and just this last when we were connected in a space of like hmm, this feels familiar I think I've walked this I've walked or circled this world a few times with you and it's a very very cool dynamic and it's a very cool relationship that I'm grateful for in every capacity um so yeah thanks for thanks for actually being a part of the podcast in this the second go around that's right yeah for sure um, what would you like to share about yourself, Kat? I know a big piece of actually a, a message that you so beautifully speak into often is, you know, we're not the things that we do, or we're not these labels that we have. And so this question can sometimes, you sit in my mind a lot when I ask my guests these questions. And so I guess for my part, uh, I would love to know, what do you want to share about yourself? Hmm. Um, well, first of all, who knew that you were going to like try to get me all emotional right from the beginning with kind words? That's so nice and unfair of you. <laughs> you know, we're on the verge um, of a lot of emotions today, to be real honest. And leading into that point felt a little bit better for me. So I'm going to throw that your way. Yeah. Thanks for like just tossing that ball back in my court today. Thanks for catching it. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh well, first of all, before I get to the question that you asked, uh, I am equally as grateful for the capacity to leave random messages. Um, yeah, that four to eight minute space seems to be where we do our best work. Um, and people should know it's mostly because both of us are too lazy to type. Do you know how long it would take us to type all of the things that I need to tell you in eight minutes? Exactly. And so it's so much easier to just hit the record button. And then most of them end with, okay, well, bye. I think so, I'm kind of rambling now. All right. Bye. So uh, thank you for being the person that holds that space in my life as well. Um, what do people need to know about me? Uh, yeah, I love that that's one of the things that you, that I creep into your head about mm -hmm. um, is really wanting people to not define themselves, especially by career. Um, I think moms a lot use the word mom as like the first thing that they go to. And just culturally, it's something we just ask a question about. I mean, um, super interesting I just moved my son into a new house and I was helping work outside and the neighbors came outside and like within 30 seconds, they asked me, oh, what do you do? Like it matters. And, 
Like it, yeah. it means something. And, you know, there's this moment of, well, A, I'm not going to live next to these people. So I'm not going to give them the long answer of like, well, I don't really like to define myself. <laughs> you know, like. Um, Sit down for your four minute voice note. While we yeah. Move. There's this like 10 second swirl in my brain of do I play this cultural game or do I try to like without, because it's never about shaming. Like, that's not what I want to come out of that as though I'm like, so cool, you know, that I, oh, I don't answer that question. But I do just think that is so interesting. Like 30 seconds into this, these people want to know what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. That's just so very interesting to me. Um, so getting into that idea and that journey back to self has been such an interesting one for me and really learning, you know, how do I define myself? Yeah. Um, there are things that I do. There have been careers and there are jobs and things that I do that have labels, but they don't always define who I am and how I function. You know, at this point in my life, I, you know, I like to think that, you know, what I am is a lot of light and a lot of love and good partnerships to the people that equally return that energy to me. I think that's why this partnership mm -hmm. um, in all its capacity, in the happy, the sad, the silly, the dumb, you know, like I think that's the exchange of energy that you and I have created with each other is this just, it just gets to be each day, whatever it needs to be, it just is. And so one of our favorite things, I think people need to know also that I love to read mm -hmm. and I love to write and, you know, and I love to learn. Uh -huh. And then what do I love to do? To tell me all about it because I don't want to read and write and learn all of the things. Yes. So Meg often is the um, recipient of my maybe sometimes too enthusiastic, um, whatever I have just currently learned, read, that I'm all like, I get real fired up about stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> like excessively so. Mm -hmm. um, and whether it's a benefit to you or a detriment, I don't really always know. You know, I can't ever say it's been a detriment. It has always been a benefit. I always get to come out of it of basically having my quantum human design explained to me, to having all these books, to having all these ideas, to having a conversation explained to me. But again, I don't have to do the legwork for. I get the TED talk, the mini master course of it. And I'm saving so much time in my life because of it. I have more time to do other things. So thanks. You're welcome. You're so <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, I think, see, now I don't even know where I was going with that. I think that has been, I'm so curious about life. I think that I, I think that's why I have a hard time defining like who I am because the evolution is almost 
minute by minute or day by day, like a new thing that comes in equally as much now at this point in my life that says, yes, I identify with that. And no, I do not believe that. I mean, not to go into it, but you and I just walked through something with that with me in the last couple of weeks where I kind of had to deal with something that had been said or projected where it really challenged my belief system and like, no, that is untrue. But then also like, okay, well, what am I going to do about this? Do I even respond to this? Do I deal with this? But at the end of it, it's this great lesson of like, no, I know what I think and I feel and I believe and I know where my power comes from. And, and I didn't always have that. And so I think that's been the beauty of this journey that I've kind of been on. And I think the key to staying embodied for me is that curiosity, that continual willingness to learn and really get in sticky sometimes and go, hmm, do I believe in this or do I not believe in this? Do I believe this because someone is telling me this or does this feel right? Is this intuitively tell me, yes, choose this, go for this, follow that. What is feeling right? How does that present to you? How does that show up to you? Uh, you know, sometimes it's really quick. It's like quick intuitive hits of things that feel right. And honestly, sometimes I have to sit with things a long time. How does it feel in my body? That's a great question. Um, well, energetically for me, often my, my gut, I talk with people about this all the time. Okay, should we loop back to what I do do? What well, do you want to? I mean, so I am a Reiki practitioner. So I work with people on really stepping more into their energetic body. And intuition is a big part of what I want people to step into, you know, quieting the mind so that the body can speak. So for me, one of the things we work on a lot in, in Reiki sessions is getting people more attuned to their body and that your gut is your first brain, mm -hmm. just like it is food wise, nutrition wise. It is energetically as well. It's other than our heart that is constantly beating, our guts are like the most mobile thing in our body all the time. Like mm -hmm. they are always moving. There is like so much science going on in our stomach, our intestines, all of those. It's just like fascinating if you dive well, into that whole piece. I mean, I mean, strictly from just a physiological standpoint and, 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 and like an energetic as like energy of the body, the most demanding system of the body is our digestive tract. It, it takes up our most amount of energy or calories, but not to like go down that road, but it, it, the demands of that system are the highest of any other demand of system of the entire body at rest with activity, whatever that is, that is this fundamental fire 
that is always burning, whether it's little embers or a full watt fire. For sure. And I think, you know, I think it's so in, interesting when we step into the conversation of, of energy work, like for some people, all of a sudden there's this weird, like woo woo thing that, that happens. And exactly what you just said, it's actually the most scientific part of how we are made. Like we are nothing but like constant energy. Like, how do you think your heart beats? Mm -hmm. It's a literal electric current that fires every so often that keeps you alive. Like, what do you think a defibrillator is when right. someone, you know, has a heart attack and needs that to be restarted? It is literally forcing the energy back into the body to come to life. So I always find this conversation so fascinating when people want to retract all of a sudden as though you're talking about something so crazy or I, I don't know it's such an interesting thing but it you know when you look at that gut idea is it's a conversation we have all the time follow your gut it's your gut instinct um what does your gut tell you so we use the verbiage yeah but then when you try to sort of invite people into that conversation or talk about it mixing sort of science and more of a spiritual base to it of like tapping into self as an energetic being like sometimes people bristle away from that just a little bit but looping all the way back to the original question what does that look like for me? It is often, I've had to get very in tune to what do I feel, especially right in the center of me. Um, often at the beginning of Reiki sessions, almost always, as I start to connect to someone's energy, my stomach starts to growl and move and it really churns and it can be really, really loud. And it's part of how I know I'm kind of dropping in is like, okay, I'm really starting to feel their energy. And it, then it's really interesting when it starts to happen to them as well. And we, we talk about that at the beginning, like, hey, this might happen as, you know, our energies start to connect. But it's the same thing that, you know, you know, romantically, like butterflies in your stomach and things like that. I mean, it's verbiage we use all of the time, but yet we don't really tap into learning about that. Hey, that's an intuitive hit that your body is having. Or when suddenly you're scared by someone or you react. A lot of times we feel that in our, our stomachs or think about going up a roller coaster. What do you start to feel like, oh, you know, that's what happens. And so asking me like, well, how does that present to you? That's initially where it happens. And I've had to get real good at listening to that, like, oh, I'm reacting to this or, I mean, it's, it's all of those things. Like sometimes I get that kind of butterfly -y feeling. Sometimes I get that like clenchy, 
I don't like this feeling. And so that's how I've had to sort of embody that energy. How do you discern, how do you get clear on that of saying, oh, this is my body speaking to me? What what did that look like as you were beginning to have little to no awareness to a more full awareness of that? I had to quiet my mind. The things nobody wants to hear. (laughs) Shall we make a list? Yeah, you have do the work, quiet your mind, stay yeah. still, go in rest. eat well, rest, drink some and water. The pos- podcast can now end. Yeah. The listenership just left. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, that's a space too I've shared many times when I've spoken about intuition. And you can honestly, for any, not that you really listen or want to go back, but basically the beginning two years of this podcast, anybody who mentioned intuition or spoke about that in whatever capacity, I was like, well, how do you know? What do you do? And they'd all tell me the same thing. And I was like, nah, I don't like that answer. (laughs) How do you know? I needed that certainty when, and it was, nobody can tell you that. Again, turn this off if you're not happy with that. Spoiler alert, no one gets to tell you that. You have to And I don't like to say have to all the time. You get to, but you also have to start to get quiet and start to, in whatever way that is for you, but start to actually take the time to unlearn all of the things that I've told you. You can't trust that or that you don't have that ability because you all have that ability, but we've been conditioned. We've been told, we've learned, we've experienced our nervous system holds all of these things. And so it is that getting quiet and starting to feel like, oh, I recognize this sensation. I've felt this before. Let's get curious. We'll use cat's curiosity. Let's get curious as to what, what does that, what, when did that show up for me at another time? Yeah, I think there's a couple key elements as I'm listening to you and like in bringing that through my body and then back to you is you have to get quiet And the other, like, nobody wants to hear this whole deal, but like, you have to start to love and care about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that whole kind of tied with a cute little bow of like, love yourself first. It's unfortunately true. I think I want to spin that into a little bit of you have to come into a trusting relationship with yourself first. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things in a lifetime that pull us away from that. And if there's moms, parents listening, like there's little things about even, you know, when your kid, oh, go choose what you want to wear. And then they come back and you go, are you sure you want to wear those blue shoes with that purple shirt or whatever? Like it's, you don't like as the parent now what they've chosen. And so I know that those can seem like really small little things, but when you're five and you go enthusiastically pick the things that you like and like, I love these shoes. I love this shirt. I want to wear them. 
And then somebody goes, mm, I don't think that was a good choice. Like those are the little itty bitty tiny seeds of how those things sort of start to happen. So over a lifetime, we hear a lot of those, are you sure that's what you want? Or, I mean, all the way to, you know, traumas yeah. that have incurred over lifetimes or relationships that made us pull away from understanding self. Mm-hmm. And so I think like you have to learn how to get quiet in your head you have to learn how to get uncomfortable which none of us want I mean you and I continue on our healing journeys and we have this conversation all the time like I don't want to do this work today like why is this coming back up right now I think that's what I want people to know too is you know however you view, you know, you and I, like, I want people to know, like, we're still in it. It just levels up. Like you never stop doing the work. And sometimes the work chooses you, like you are so zoning and vibing and like, you're in your things, you're meditating well, you're praying well, you're exercising well, like whatever your things are. And then all of a sudden, something from this outside source comes in and says, oh, hello, Mm -hmm. you get to deal with this now. And Mm -hmm. you're like, screw that. No, I'm in a really good place. I don't want to. And then there are other times where you dig in and go, I've got to face this. Like I have got to stop dancing around this. So they come in both fashions, the, the things you choose and the things you don't choose. But if you really want to be more embodied, you have to welcome both of them because much of our lives, we just ignore both of them. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't want to deal with them until you're not fine. Mm-hmm. And that I was, was my 2016 Yeah, was hitting a wall of not fine. You and could she- hold that levy for so long and that was it. Eventually, eventually it's going to start to crack. And when it is coming from a place of suppressing that and saying, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building, I'm holding all of this pressure. It will be a little bit of water that comes through the levee and a little bit. And eventually that whole fucking thing's going to crumble down and it's not, and it's not pretty and it's going to have to be dismantled one way or the other, but one way is very forceful and very, you can't, you can't ignore or escape that anymore. And one way, another way is you choosing to take piece by piece by piece and examine it, whether that's every day or a few times a week and assessing what's there. And there's not a right or a wrong. Both are going to happen in your lifetime. I think for me too, like part of the journey was in getting quiet was like listening. So people listen to your podcast for a reason, right? Or they come to breath work for a reason, or they come to Reiki for a reason. It, It doesn't do a whole lot unless they're willing to sort of 
allow us to be mentors then to them, um, to come alongside them and say, like, part of the reason I'm doing this is because I've done this. And so this isn't just like a super cute little thing that I decided to do. I chose to start doing these things because I had to do them first myself. And I made a conscious decision that I'm going to start lighting torches along the way as a path. And not that my path is your path, but there are, I had to get good at listening to people. Like, I think that's why I have this ferocious curiosity because I really started to listen to people like, Mm -hmm. huh, you know, Brene Brown seems to sell a lot of books. She seems to be pretty smart. Maybe I should do some of these things. And then when I would listen to who she's listening to, then that would open, I'd write down a name of somebody she mentioned, and then I'd go find that name. And then, I mean, it leads to a lot of rabbit holes, which leads to eight minute voicemails Mm -hmm. about, have you listened to this podcast? But those are the things I love. Like I want to be in a place that I allow myself to be a learner, that I I'm not ever an expert. I know some things and I can teach you things, but I don't ever believe myself to be an expert, period. Mm -hmm. I believe I can help you. I believe that I can help me. But all of that came with getting real, real about my own shit. And literally pointing a finger at myself and saying, fuck am I doing that I had a part in my misery I had a download the other week I was actually just sharing this it's going to come out on a podcast that's coming out in a week but I was in a feeler last week or two weeks ago I don't remember which now and just this very honest very calm very gentle download came in and the first one was you have to be honest with yourself and it wasn't accuse it. It wasn't with this energy of accusing. It wasn't with an energy of shame. It wasn't with this energy that had any other intention of it was very neutral and it was very stable. And after I sat with that, then it was that same piece. It, after that, after really meditating on that and getting quiet with where that, I knew immediately what that meant. But as I started to feel into that more, the next very, again, very gentle, very neutral. I think that's maybe an easier way for me to describe the sensation was just, it's time to take responsibility for yourself. And it was like, and it, it again was not a space I've had, I've had that thought. I've had people share that I've had all of that. And there was every other time, except this time there was like, fuck off. No. Or like I am. And, and I realized I'm like, okay, you just weren't ready to, and that's all right in that moment. And nobody also else gets to tell you when it is your time to do anything. Um, I mean, I think there's lovingly ways to drop that in with people and invite them in, but everyone's going to receive what they need to receive when they're able to receive it. Mm -hmm. And they think too, just like speaking again in the way that our intuition presents for me anyway, And I'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings on this too, Kat. It just, again, it comes in gently. 
It comes in solid. There isn't an emotional charge running behind it. It doesn't mean anything other than the clear fact of like, this is what it is. I don't know. For you, is that the same? Uh, yeah, I would say that it's, it's not harsh, but I can also say that, you know, I think if I would have listened to this conversation in 2016, I'd be like, I, but I don't understand. Like, yes. like, how do you get, I don't understand. Like, I want to be that person. How, how do I get there? Um, the work works. I mean, and it's, it's different for everybody. I mean, I, there's, I mean, there isn't anything I probably, well, there's a few things we haven't done yet. Yeah. But we're get the, yeah. but we get there. Um, you know, everything from, you know, looping back to my faith to see what feel felt right to traditional therapy to, you know, Reiki, massage, uh, you know, breath work. I mean, I I've been so many different paths and places that I had to start to feel what felt good for me. And for a finite period, not finite, a while, like traditional therapy was the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. And then because I healed some of that, then other things started to heal me. Mm -hmm. And then, so I think that's the thing for everybody to know is there is no one thing. There is no quick hitter. And to be curious and open and to not be influenced completely by what everybody else tells you yeah. is right or wrong or, oh, I heard that, you know, this happened to somebody bullshit. Yeah. Maybe that did happen to somebody, but like, don't let their fear influence your journey back to trusting in self. And so, I mean, I know no one wants to hear that whole quiet, the mind meditate thing. And I, I mean, we could go for, you know, an hour on what that means. I mean, I think everybody thinks that that means sitting still and, you know, being in an ashram in India and, you know, you know knowing all of those things and chanting. And it really is just about getting comfortable being quiet and being still. And I think that's one of the major shifts in my life is, you know, I was someone who, I mean, I always had a radio on. I always had a, a TV on, not even like, not even watching it, just mindless oh. noise. And I would actually say to people like, oh, no, I don't want to be alone with myself. And, but I had, I never had anyone that like, if I said that to you now, you'd be like, let's unpack that a little bit like that was just okay no one I didn't I wasn't surrounded by people that kind of went red flag I red also flag. think too I mean I want to come back to this because you're on a trail that's really really good but also in as you continue to lean into this and as you continue to trust and practice and truthfully for me as I've had as I continue to cultivate those around me that that can support that I feel safe in supporting and hold even holding or seeing me 
I mean, just yesterday or this morning, I don't remember which one of the voice notes that I sent you in the last 12 hours was and like a very truthful and honest face of like, I can't be alone in my head right now. I don't want to be. I know what's there. I just want to be around people. I slept with podcasts playing all night because it wasn't even a space that I could touch. But the difference is, is I know what's happening right now. And that's okay for me right now to be in that space because we can't, we don't always have to go in full and like shift and change and do all the things. One, it's not always how life works. Two, it's not a titration for your nervous system that is going to allow you to really feel within your window of tolerance and to feel safe. But I think the more that you are aware of something else, you can see how you've been living in a different way. And then notice when you're implementing those tools, because guess what? They're still a tool to me and I'm not going to not use them because in the moment, that's the most soothing and safest thing that I can bring in. For sure. It's all about a level of awareness now of consciously choosing. I actually need people right now. I actually need, because I'm not having quality thoughts. I need the noise to come in. So it's that conscious awareness that makes all of the difference in, in how you're choosing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conscious choice you're making. Exactly. And I want to touch really quick on to, because we're talking about all of these things. Like we're talking about, yes, you don't want to hear this. There is a level of stillness and quiet that you have to bring in. And whether that's gentle shaking and movement, whether that's breath, whether that is truth, stillness, quiet, not moving, whatever that is. But what you spoke into, I believe it was in June, in in the breathwork membership community, we were leaning into intuition and that was the focus Mm -hmm. and theme of the month. And you spoke so tangibly into ways that you started that process because it was in accompaniment with getting quiet and self-examining. But for those who are out there listening that, you know, the version of you in 2016, the version of me, who knows when, not that long ago, two, three years ago, or yesterday for that matter, in some cases I feel like, but we, it's like, give me something to practice this and what did you share with that group then if you remember yeah um because it's something I share all the time this is a question I get a lot I think we always want to be grander than we need to be like Mm -hmm. when you hear me talk about tapping into my intuition like that sounds really big, right? Like this mystical place. Right, like she's so like zenny that she's like all intuitive. Like that's, I mean, I am more intuitive than I used to be, but it's all these little tiny things. And so it's tangible things about like, if you are wanting to do the work, like I need to come back into this trusting relationship with myself. I need to quiet my brain. It's these little things like, opening your refrigerator and going, I have sliced apples and I have grapes. Which one do I want? Whatever, like the first hit is I want grapes. Mm -hmm. You 
eat that to to grab them and just shut the refrigerator door and these little tests of that or other ways that I do this and I actually I I do a lot of these things on a daily basis they're not as like conscious as they used to be where I'd be like make a choice (laughs) you know like which one sounds better grapes uh driving should I go this way or this way uh go that way around and I would just do it like to start to have my own internal dialogue about little things um Oh, I could go down this rabbit hole. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Well, no, I think that I think that even that in itself is such a nugget to start with because I can do that. You can, you listening can do that. Kat, you have done that. You, you know, it's, it's, it's holding that space and asking, what do I want? And just picking it, knowing you can't make a wrong decision. You're, you're not going to ruin the world or your life isn't going to crumble if you, pick the wrong choice, you know, like wrong in quotations, or you don't listen to that. But then it's like, oh, I wonder why I didn't listen to that. It's coming back to that curiosity. It's coming back to that open awareness and thinking about when you, when you first spoken to that a couple months ago, the image that came flooding into my mind was just the fullness of all of these incomplete thoughts or questions about simple things. Do I want to wear my pants today or do I want to wear a pair of shorts today? And when you hum and haw about something that in reality doesn't matter. And if I get cold, I can put on something else. And if I get hot, I can change. But when we sit and spin in this space, it's just taking up space in our brain that we can't listen to anything bigger than that. We can't feel into trust in ourselves because we're so come back quiet come back to clearing we're so fucking full with nothingness thoughts Mm -hmm. half complete nothing and what you're speaking of is like it's making that mind trust connection happen quickly Mm -hmm. I have a thought that I want to eat this is the choice that I'm making and then it quiets everything right Mm -hmm. and that is I know for people that feel really indecisive. Like there's probably people listening that are like, oh my gosh, this is my, is my whole life. This is something I really battle. I can't make decisions. It's really starting with the smallest of things and becoming consciously aware of them. Am I going to eat off of the blue plate or the red plate? Am I going to, you know, your food choices. And I really encourage you to model this back to other people, like the other way that I had to do this was, uh, y- you know, with my husband, for example, I don't care. But let's, yeah, let's go out to eat. Where do you want to go? I don't know. What do you want to do? You ever get in this loop with a friend or mm-hmm. someone and you're like, oh my God, make a fucking decision. Yeah. That, yeah. Cause I, and I really battle that now because that does feel like really wasted space, but I had to also get good at being like, you know, what sounds really good to me, either this or that, or Mm -hmm. to say, I know what I don't want. I do not want to eat this. And, or I would like to go here because I would actually, you can have this internal dialogue, like, uh, he's going to want to go for pizza. I really don't want to go for pizza. You Mm -hmm. know, I 
just started saying it and then I didn't have to eat something I didn't want to eat, you know, and that all those little things, those are things that bring you back into a trusting relationship with yourself. I know I don't want to eat that right now. So I'm going to say that. And you know what? My marriage still stayed together, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and actually in a lot of my relationships, the fact that I am able to speak into those things quickly and gently, it's never, it loops back to that gentle thing. Me being able to say, "Mm, I don't want to do this right now is really more about my relationship with self and saying, that doesn't feel good to me right now, or I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be eating that. I don't want to go here. Um, Then that feels right within me. And where we get in our heads is thinking that that other person is going to have some sort of strange response, or Mm -hmm. we're trying to overly please them, come up with the right answer. Like it always just works or that person goes, Oh good. Yeah. I didn't want to do that either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this space too, and I think maybe we need to continue. I think this would be a really, actually really beautiful conversation to continue and build on because what was coming in for me when you were speaking into that was, oh, wait, it starts in my gut. It starts with this intuition. And what happens is I feel into that. And then when I begin to speak that clearly, when I have a solid relationship and we've gone down this road so many times, but it's so clear in this moment to me, as you're describing that you have a more solid and trusting relationship with yourself, you move up and you can feel what that feels like. And then you begin to speak that out with conviction or without hesitation And how that, as we talk about chakras, how that's moving up that space. And we often are blocked in that gut, through the heart. I mean, everyone can be, have blockages in in space, like gunky spaces somewhere, but too, like often what you see, I know you've spoken to, and what I see with breath is it's intuition and gut, it's connection to self, and it's being able to speak that voice out. And you're, you're hitting, you're like working your way up that chain for yourself without that being the that wasn't the necessary intention of it but it's a beautiful byproduct of how that works and connects which then ironically becomes part of quieting the mind because the thought is not looping 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 when the thought comes in the reaction comes it comes out the voice and then like it's over. And I know some people will still go back and like, did I make the right choice? That's going to happen for a while. And I think we all do that, right? Like we still always. Or somebody interprets it a different way or has a reaction that we're not perceiving or isn't, you know, is their own reaction to, and then we begin to misthink what our part was that because somebody responded or reacted in a way that we didn't anticipate or wasn't fair, appropriate, right? You know, not that their reaction isn't, but you know, somebody responded in a way that you weren't expecting. And then we're going to start to judge, come back and judge, oh, what did I say? Let's analyze that. Let's look at that. I think, you know, part of the intuitive hit too is to not also ignore some of the physical symptoms 
symptoms? Is that the right physical manifestations that you start to have as well? And that can be simple things like, oh, when I eat a piece of bread, my gut feels like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, like that also is a part of trusting relationship with self that like, eh, I don't know if I should eat it. You do it. You have a physical reaction, but then do, do you make the choice of like lesson learned here? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that again. So there can be physical things that happen to us as well. Um, a physical thing that happens for me is, um, like I know I've been on my phone or a screen too much. Like my cheeks start to get really hot. I don't know if it's all the horrible <laughs> electromagnetic fields coming at me. Probably we could go down that rabbit hole as well. But like I've had to get in tune with, oh, I'm getting that weird feeling in my eyes and my cheeks are getting really hot. How long have I been working on this computer? Oh my God, I've been sitting here for hours. You know, I think sometimes we have physical things that Mm -hmm. I, well, I know we do, but that's another piece of coming back into self. And especially in Reiki, I've had to learn what my physical symptoms I, I why do I not I'm reactions still or are but there are things that manifest in my body that tell me energetically about what is happening with someone and it was not until I got it like I couldn't have done this five years ago like I I didn't have any of this for myself I had to get some of this shit straight for me mm-hmm. first so that I could go, Oh, now I get this. Yeah. This makes sense to me. I feel this. And that is a, another thing that is a constant evolution where I have to kind of make that, that check in, um, with myself of, yeah, is this just a random physical thing or like, no, oh, wait a minute. That's been happening a bunch of times. I think this is an intuitive hit of what is going on. And that kind of like the conversation before is it's that conscious awareness that like all of a sudden my brain goes, Hey, pay attention to what I'm telling you or my body does. And I go, Oh, thank you. And I think that's another really big piece of mind and trust is getting good at thanking my body for what it tells me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, you know, like most women I've had, you know, my own relationships with self and this body I was gifted and given and, you know, looping back to the whole, Oh, you just got to love yourself. Um, man, I fucking love my soul and my spirit you know, and that's the thing that has made like the outer vessel so much easier to love that when I came into like, I like me, I'm fun. I'm, I like that. I'm curious at, but actually learning how to say thank you to my body. 
I love you to my body was really hard for a while. Or, you know, the like stand in the mirror and say it like I, I, it was not for me. And I would listen to people say that. And I would think I, but I don't, what resonated was with me was when I started to thank my body for the things that it did, you know, thank you for telling me that food is not something that you want. Mm -hmm. Thank you for giving me eight hours of sleep last night. I really needed that. You know, thank you for whatever it is that that started to make me feel like I liked me when I could recognize, Hey, this is a really freaking cool vessel. And then it made me want to to give it more and better things, you know, or I remember when I meditated for like 20 minutes, the first time where I really hit that, like what I thought was that cool zenny space. And I came out of that at like feeling kind of stoned and thinking, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. Like I actually freaking did it. And like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like almost this excitement of like, I have arrived now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that doesn't always happen. Some days I'm making grocery lists when I'm supposed to be meditating. Um, it just doesn't work that way, but learning the gratitude and thankfulness of this body, no matter what, that this is a good body. Um, that's been super important on this journey too. That's been a big element of the trust and I really do think that we just need to book several of these because I want to explore that in a deeper capacity too um but the invitation as we kind of wrap up that space is two things one finding the ways as you start to if if you want to explore inquiring with yourself of you know what do I want what do I need what would best suit me here is finding also something that comes with a neutral charge is for food, there is no way in hell that could have been a neutral charge for me at a time and space in my life. Even if it was apples and even if it was a full apple and cut up apples, there would have been like, well, there's there more calories. And one is it like, there was so much toxicity in even that thing that couldn't have been a space for me to start. I didn't get to start there. I got to work up to that, but I had to learn a foundation of trust somewhere else. So if that, if, if cat's examples land perfectly with you, great, explore them. If you find any of them, even maybe clothes, I don't know, all of the things we spoke about, maybe that, you know, that it's like, okay, what is a really neutral charge? Maybe it is driving. Maybe I can say this way or this way. Maybe I can say, do I want to bring this bag or this backpack? Do it like, what is something that is so neutral that you can ask? And then, then you can begin to elevate that as you have a little bit more of that foundation built. And thinking also too in that space where we talk, and this is what I would love for you to come back and speak into too, because I've said many times on here and many times with anyone that I work with, affirmations, standing in the mirror, telling yourself you love yourself, it's bullshit. Your body knows it's not true and it's not going to believe it. So again, it's coming, it's pulling all of that back to less and less and less and less and less. Because unless the body feels safe and unless the nervous system is able to actually receive that, might feel uncomfortable, but there's a slight bit of actual belief there. 
that's where we start. And then you work your way to that. So much of spiritual work, of mindset work, of personal development work is like stand with, write your affirmations 50 times. And then what happens when they don't come to fruition is it's the idea of, well, this thing was supposed to heal me and now it didn't. I fucked up at that too. It, it, it widens that space for us to come into that mind. So now, yeah, maybe, maybe starting with gratitude is a really great space. I think that's a little bit more accessible. We can be thankful that I got up. We can be thankful that I could wash my dishes. We could be thankful that I, whatever that is. And so knowing that too, whether we're speaking about deeper connection with yourself, whether we're speaking about intuition, it's not being so grand. You, you mm-hmm. led in with that. It's where can I pull it back to be the simplest, most benign fiber that there is, and then build from there. Absolutely. If, I mean, I think, funny how this is always a reoccurring thing for me, isn't it? I have said this to you. I always get called back to smaller, you know, mm-hmm. like I I can have really big ideas and I get really excited about things and fired up. And um, I always get called back to smaller, more intimate spaces, um, more intimate relationships. And so I think I love how you you took that and really spoke into you know, understanding also what are things that trigger you that, you know, your healing space around food would have been really difficult. Um, and there were things for me in that space that when I tried to do those small tools, it was like, nope, 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 nope. Mm -hmm. But that too is part of the process, but not throwing in the towel then and going, okay, this does not feel right for me. I will use this in a different capacity somewhere else. It's, it's just the willingness to be open to it, to listen to it and navigating what feels right for you. But, and also it's repetition. I mean, I know nobody wants to hear that in theory either, but I can tell you, you aren't going to listen to anyone that has gotten somewhere that isn't going to tell you it was the, I don't want to say the monotony, but like the coming back, the the coming back, doing it, the don't stop or walk away. And then the intuitive hit of, you know what you need to do. You need to go back to that and be like, okay, I will go back to that. Mm -hmm. That is all part of that trusting relationship with self of like, you know what you need. I know you don't feel like you do, but you, but you do. And so it's all those really, those really small places that you start to invite it into your life. How can I listen to what I'm hearing for myself and go, I make good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I want to continue to speak to you. I probably will talk to you for another who knows how long when we actually end recording this. But uh, one, I want to label this podcast. I want to name this podcast all the things you don't want to hear. And then <laughs> here's the that shit. Should up the listenership. No one, don't listen to any of this stuff. You will hate it all. 
Um, but if they didn't hate it all or they're intrigued or curious, yeah. where can people find you? Where they, where can they connect with you and feel into the things that you, how you show up and how you share? Yeah. So, uh, Instagram is going to be cats underscore seeds of healing. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, energy work there, the things that I'm personally doing, you know, that are still the work process of that. I, of course, talk about Reiki as well there and any energy work and all of that. Uh, my website would be the same. It's going to be the seeds of healing.com. And as far as Reiki, I work out of Casson, Minnesota at a holistic women's health care clinic called Full Circle Wellness. So if listeners are in, you know, the Southern Minnesota type area and they're looking for um, that type of care, it is a full-fledged women's health clinic that I get to do energy work out of. So that's um, super exciting for me. Yeah. Well, that's going to be in the show notes, of course. And also yeah. too, if you are in the area, um, Kat is going to be sharing some in-person things very soon uh, through the fall. Well, Kat and I join together and do breathwork and Reiki monthly. Um, we have a few sessions, but also sharing something. And I won't, I won't, uh, I'll let you share that when you're ready to share it, but something coming down the pipelines that's a little bit bigger um, and a little bit maybe broader um, or a little bit more full spectrum than mm -hmm. some of the specifics. And so keep an eye out, follow along and keep an eye out. Um, and if you're not, come, come fly in and visit. I'll drive you down. I'll take you to see Kat. Fly into the city. Let's drive and see. Yeah, like what are you gonna rent, a bus? Sure. Yeah, would be fun. Um, I adore you. I feel like such an influencer now with like the mysterious ending of like something's coming soon. Stay tuned. But it's you are you're an influencer on my life, so I'm inviting you into everyone else's as well. I love you. I adore you. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love always. <laughs>